How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's football season, and I love talking Packers football, but I had to call up uh, Keith Smith, Yahoo Sports, covers the NBA, because I got to talk some hoops today. Keith, uh, first things first, the NBA, my favorite tradition on Christmas Day it isn't waiting for Santa Claus. It isn't opening up presents. It isn't even seeing my family. I only like about 20% of them, especially during election season. But it's watching hoops all day long. Are we going to have NBA basketball Christmas Day? I think we are. I think what we're going to see happen is they are going to start, I keep saying Christmas-ish, so probably a couple days ahead of Christmas. Um, the, there's a group of the, the teams are kind of broken into little factions. There's the group that hasn't played since mid-March. They want to play, and they want to get back out there and go. There's a group that were eliminated fairly early in the restart. They are good to, to go again. And then the group that went a little bit deeper into the playoffs, the uh, conference finalists, a couple of the second-round teams, they would prefer to wait a little bit longer. But when you add up that there's two groups that kind of are ready to play and the significant difference in the money, I think you're going to see them start in late December just ahead of Christmas, and then we'll have a full day of basketball on Christmas Day. Which is a beautiful thing. And Keith Smith joining us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline on the Bart Winkler Morning Show here at 1250 AM, The Fan. So that's what I wanted to bring up. So you got guys obviously like LeBron James, you got Jimmy Butler, the Lakers, and the Miami Heat, and they probably want a couple months off because they just got done with a grueling playoff series in the NBA Finals. Then you got teams like the Chicago Bulls who have been sitting at home doing absolutely nothing for months because they didn't they weren't part of the restart plan. So what would be let, let's say, you know, LeBron gets whatever he wants. At least that's the way that I view the NBA. Let's say we're delaying the season and losing out on all that money. What do you do with teams like the Bulls, these teams that missed out on the playoffs on the restart, who haven't been doing anything? Do you have like a almost like a summer league or how do you get them back on the floor? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, because the difference is it's only about a month in mm-hmm. when the season will start versus not. I think you just kind of throw your hands up and say, sorry, guys, you know, maybe you allow them to open training camp a little earlier and they get in a good, long, full training camp. There's been talks of doing some sort of uh, regional preseason games, so maybe they get a couple extra of those in 
and things like that. But I think what's more likely to happen is, all right, LeBron James, those other veterans that played deep into the year, what we're going to see is you'll probably play on ring night, opening night. You'll probably play on Christmas. And then you'll play pretty sporadically from there on out. And when you do play, it'll probably be, you know, 20, 25 minutes versus 30, 35 minutes. And that'll just be the way it'll be until we're, you know, yeah, a couple months into this thing. What do you think the season's going to look like outside of a bubble? Because they're they're not going back into a bubble. Is it going to be like the NFL season where we got players testing positive for COVID and then they're sitting out for two? How are they going to make this work is what I'm wondering. Because I want basketball, but I want them to do it safely, and I don't want the season being shut down again. Yeah, they're definitely not going back into a bubble. That That is is off the table. That, that was a one-time thing yeah. to get the season completed and avoid a massive uh, revenue hit. So what I think you're going to see is it looks somewhat similar to um, Major League Baseball where you are playing in uh, empty arenas because the NBA, not, not only for safety reasons, but also for competitive balance reasons, they don't want one team having, you know, 20,000 fans in their arena and another team, their state is still locked down and, and nobody's there. So, so nobody wants that. And then I think, is, you know, testing will be a daily thing. And unfortunately, if you're not going to be in a bubble, we're probably going to see some guys miss games and, and the like and that, but they're going to do everything they can to cut travel down. They're, you're likely to see, all right, you're going to go into a city and you're going to play, you know, the Knicks and the Nets uh, maybe, you know, two, three times in that one trip. You're not going to, yeah. um, you know, go there multiple times and those kind of things. That's going to be what they do to, to do their best to keep uh, exposure limited while also getting the season played uh, in full into what looks like it'll be a 72-game season. Yeah, so kind of like what College Hoops is doing where they're going to have back-to-back games with the same opponent in conference. Makes sense. Uh, Keith, I've never heard of Ashley Nicole. Uh, she's out in Miami, says she's employed by iHeartRadio and hosts a show called The Greek Zone, which I'm giving her a free plug, weekdays at 3 p.m. But uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter last night, and I told myself I wasn't going on social media because I'm trying to avoid the election like the plague. And I see Hoop Central, according to Ashley Nicole Moss, Giannis is prepared to sign a long-term deal in Miami. We also keep hearing these reports about the Golden State Warriors offering a trade package. If he's not going to sign a long-term deal in Milwaukee, that would involve Andrew Wiggins, who I laugh at that. What are your thoughts on everything that's going going down right now? Is this just people are bored and we're waiting for the NBA season? Or do you think there's any truth to maybe Giannis preparing to sign a long-term deal in Miami and leaving us here in Milwaukee? Yeah, if you're going to put a lot of stock into that, I've got a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some beautiful swampland here in Central Florida as well that will work out for you. But, it, you know, it, there, there's a little bit of, you know, sometimes these people will throw a hundred things against the wall, and if one of them sticks, they're going to remind you of it for the next, you know, 20 years, especially with the way the game is played on social media now. So I think your challenge here is sifting through through the various reports uh, in, in understanding, you know, what the real landscape is. If you're the box, unless Giannis tells you, I'm not signing this, this Supermax extension and I'm not re-signing this offseason – there is absolutely no reason to trade him, right. even if he says that. If you believe you can um, still you know, fix what it is and win a championship this coming season, then, then even then you may say, you know what, that's a, a gamble we're willing to take 
and you know play to see if we can win a title. So I, I don't put a lot of stock in a lot of this. I, I think you know I don't think it's a guarantee by any means that he returns to the Bucks long term. But I also don't think anybody who tells you you know he's prepared to do X, Y, and Z makes a lot of sense, especially when they're trying to build trade packages around guys who will never sniff an All Star game or anything like that. None of that makes any sense. Yeah, and that's not a knock on Andrew Wiggins. Loved him out of Kansas, but he's just he's not the pro that I thought he would be. And I think he may be a little soft. Like at least that was the knock when he played with Jimmy Butler. But so I look at the Bucks and obviously we want to keep Giannis here long term in Milwaukee. It's our number one goal. We love him. But how do the Bucks do that? Meaning like this offseason, what what gets that team over the hump? Because the last two years in the playoffs, they failed. They ran into Toronto two years ago in the Eastern Conference Finals. Didn't even make it that far this year. They get beat by the fifth seeded Heat. What puts this team over the top? You got Eric Bledsoe, who we keep hearing rumors they're trying to package. We've heard Chris Paul rumors. Now we're hearing Victor Oladipo, who I like, but he's always injured. What does this team do? You know, you see the free agent list. You see the potential trade packages that, you know, are probably just rumors at this point. But what can the Bucks do to get over that hump and get it to, get to the finals next year? Yeah, the challenge is that there's no real easy path for the Bucks. They are, um, you know, they're clearly a pretty good team. Um, you know, as it stands, I know the playoff uh, disappointment is, you know, one thing um, is, is, you know, that, that's one thing. But I think your other challenge is that they are going to um, probably have to make moves around the edges. I just don't see that big, you know, blockbuster move to really reset the team, you know, coming. I just I don't see where that comes from because you're not trading Giannis. You're not trading Chris Middleton. So then how, how do you make that, that trade happen? Is it Eric Bledsoe? Well, that qu- contract's a little questionable in those things. So I think what it comes down to is smart moves around the edges. Because of the cap environment this summer, where or I, I say summer when I mean off-season. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this <laughs> off-season is, um, you know, it, is not great. There's very few teams with cap space. You're going to have veterans who are willing to sign for exceptions as well as the minimum that can really help you out. And I think Milwaukee is positioned to say, hey, come here. We've got a good team. You could be the guy to put us over the top. But I think the single biggest thing is they've got to get to Mike Budenholzer and say, hey, we know you can build a fantastic regular season uh, system that works on offense and works on defense. But we need to have something else that we can go to in the postseason if those things aren't working. And you've got to be able to make some adjustments. And if they can get into to him with that mindset from the jump, I think that makes it a lot better for them uh, postseason-wise when they get there. So you think if Bud does make those adjustments, and we're not asking like for him to – I mean – the only like the adjustments that we're asking are defend the three point line. We want to take the basket away, yeah. but I mean this is the year 2020. Everybody shoots threes against you, and so do you think that that's the that I mean the biggest thing that they could do is just get the butt and say, hey, you have to make these adjustments, or do you think that they have to make a de- like? Can the, I guess what I'm asking you can this team win with Eric Bledsoe as their starting point guard? Because we all believed in Bledsoe two years ago. Now we all want him gone, or is it just Bud? Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of both there. I, I do think you can win with Eric Bledsoe because Giannis is that good, Chris Middleton is that good, and all the role players are that good and fit the role. I think what you need to do with, with Budenholzer is you can't stick so strict to these rotations. 
you you have to play if Giannis and Chris Middleton by the time you get to the playoffs can't play more than 35, 38 minutes per yeah. game, then that's a problem. That, that is a you know massive issue. And I have to believe those guys can, unless there's some underlying health thing going on. And then I think you need to get him to recognize and be willing to play Giannis at the five, but then you got to get the right piece to play that small ball and move somebody in. They, I thought they had that with Marvin Williams this past season. But there, there will be guys that you can play as a small ball for that will make sense, that are very gettable for Milwaukee. And if you can do that, that's going to be a huge difference maker. You can't necessarily stick with, well, this is what worked for, you know, 80 regular season games. So we're going to do that because teams do play differently in the postseason. And the Bucks need to be willing and able to adjust to that. So if you're a betting man, do you think they start the season pretty much with the same roster? Or do you think that they do make a move? Maybe for Oladipo. You know, I look at the free agent list, man. You're obviously not going to overpay for Fred Van Vliet on this team, and you're not going to have the cap space to do so. Do you think that they kind of just run it back with the same roster that they have for the last two years? Yeah, I think it looks uh, fairly similar. I think you'll see some moves Yikes. around the edges, you know, and uh, a couple more veteran role players that come in. But but they've got, you know, part of that challenge, and I think would go a long way to convincing Giannis. Um, that they're willing to win is to spend, spend the full mid-level and go into paying the luxury tax. Um, that has been something they have not done to this point, but they have committed to Giannis, you know, hey, we're willing to pay for a winner here. And if that is true, then, you know, go pay that full luxury tax from a, or go pay that full mid-level exception, go into the luxury tax, get yourself a real good impact player because there are good players available for that because the cap space teams are largely bad. They're not necessarily going to be locking into those guys who are, you know, 30, 31 years old. Right. They're looking to be younger. They're looking to rebuild and Milwaukee can get those guys. So I think that's really important. That's what I'm saying, man, because we look at this free agent list and then people are talking about Chris Paul, who I would have loved 10 years ago. And even like Gallinari, he's not getting any younger and he has an injury history. Who do you think that any big names are going to be moved? Like we're hearing these reports that we know that it's not going to happen. Like James Harden to Philadelphia is not going to happen, but I can see maybe the 76ers like eventually here, they're probably going to have to choose. Are you going to keep Embiid and build around him? or Simmons, because I just don't like the spacing when they're on the floor together. Do you think any big names are moved this offseason? Because I know it's the NBA, and every year, like, you know, like who saw Paul George going to the Clippers last year or Russell Westbrook going to the Rockets? But with it being such a weird offseason, you know, with, with COVID-19 and a shortened offseason, do you see anything even happening, or do you think it's going to be, like, the most silent offseason ever in NBA history? Yeah, there, there are definitely some teams that are, are prepared to play the continuity card and say, you know, hey, our best thing is to bring our guys back and, and with a, you know, shortened, almost non-existent training camp to get after it that way. But there are going to be teams who say, yeah, but the market inefficiency is to go for it now. We're, yeah. we're going to make that run, you know, at these guys. So it, it is the NBA. We will see at least one or two uh, big names moved. Who are they? That's the – the question mark is there aren't a ton of you know truly unhappy superstars, but I think if the Pacers are really getting a sense of Victor Oladipo is not coming back, I think they'll move him because I think they're going to say, all right, we're going to play you know the way we've always played this. Paul George wasn't looking like he was coming back; he got traded. Right. I think you will see them move Victor Oladipo, so you're going to see moves like that. Philadelphia, everybody is there, you know, playing with the trade machine because they've got all the big salaries and Daryl Morey is there but Daryl Morey openly said 
you know, if I had Shaq, my goal would be throw it into Shaq a hundred times a game and go, you know, let him go wild. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, they, he's not married to a way of play. He's just married to whatever is most efficient for the roster I have or building a roster that is efficient, you know, for the way, you know, we think we can win. So I think you're going to see them largely run it back and say, hey, let's try with these pieces. And then they'll be, I think what what there is a potential for is less moves in the off season, but more moves in season as teams set up for what could be a really great free agent class in 2021 with a lot of teams with cash space. And I think teams are going to be actively positioning themselves by the trade deadline to make those moves to be in a better place next summer versus this yep. coming offseason. And what sucks so bad about being a Bucks fan is that, you know, the East, you finally get rid of LeBron James and he heads West, and then you're unable to get to the finals despite winning, you know, 60 games and having the best record in the league. Now I think the East is only going to continue to get better. Like, obviously, you know, you're familiar with the Celtics and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are only going to get older and they're only going to get better. And then we saw what Miami did, and they got the money to bring in another superstar with that team, with Jimmy Butler. But still, are the Nets, are the Bucs, and then you got the Bucs, but are the Nets going to be the team to beat? Like, if KD is even half the player that he was before that injury and Kyrie could just get along with everybody, do you think that that's the team to beat next year in the East? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm very much in the uh, I'll believe it when I see it camp right. with the Nets. Um, you know, I want to see Kevin Durant be healthy. I want to see Kyrie Irving make it through a full season without injuries and without any sort of silly drama around him. The, neither one of those is an overly good bet. Um, the other challenge, I think, for the Nets is I think they are a team to watch that's going to make some form of consolidation trade because as you look at their roster – Right now, if you brought it back, you know Kyrie and KD are going to have the ball a lot. And Levert, you know yeah. that Karis, yeah, Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, those are guys who have proven they need a ball a lot. Unless there's going to be some crazy rule change, you can only play with one basketball. Right. And that that is a little worrisome for me of how, how do they make that work. They have a clear hole at the power forward spot. I think with the hiring of Steve Nash, him bringing on Mike D'Antoni and Amari Stoudemire as assistants, that signals they're going to play small and they're probably going to play kind of fast. So I think that there are trades to be made for the Nets that make them a little more balanced um, towards really you know, getting guys that fit around Kyrie and KD. Last year was the transition year. This year is the, all right, we believe that, that we're good. Let's roll up. You know, let, let's put it together. Let, let's uh, really load up and go for this thing. Keith, thanks so much, man. Stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, we'll talk with you again here as we approach the season. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Y'all stay safe. You and yours. Thanks, buddy. That's Keith Smith, Yahoo Sports. You can find him on social media over on Twitter, Keith Smith NBA. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.